In the 1980s, and until his passing in the 1990s, Father Malachi Martin published a series of novels to tell the story of the church in the years after the council, using a writing style that blended fact with fiction. He attested that his two best novels, Vatican and Windswept House, were 95% fact with minor details being turned into fiction, that all the major events were true and the characters all real people whom he had simply changed the names of when writing. If you read those books, it becomes clear who he was talking about, and in some cases, it's pretty obvious. He wrote in that style to safely tell a story that few in the Vatican really wanted told, and today the Vatican has itself decided to do something similar, by releasing a book written in the style to the public. I am speaking, of course, about the story of Uncle Ted, the author himself of so many different issues in the church today that to properly tell his story would require volumes. Now, of course, they didn't publish this as a work of fiction, but that's what it is. And it, that book released by the Vatican is like 500 pages in length, give or take, and it is like any other work of fiction filled with its protagonists and antagonists. In their telling, Francis is the plucky hero who writes all wrongs when others would not. And from the looks of it, the antagonists are John Paul II, and to a lesser but critical extent, Archbishop Vigano. Many are going to take this book at face value. And key friends of Francis have, in fact, already published six sister works to reinforce this story. Today, I'm going to go over and brief some initial reactions to the novel. And I call it a novel because, at this point, this book is a clever work of fact and fiction of the likes written by Malachi Martin. Except without the honesty that Father Martin told his stories with. To begin with, I'll take a moment to thank the patrons and members of this channel, whose work enables me to dive into this gigantic document and others like it when they get released. They really do make this kind of work possible, so thank you. Now, my plan is to give you some initial thoughts here and to revisit this topic on Monday, after I've had a few days to really take a look at it, barring some major events in the church taking precedent, of course. The initial read is strange, and it, it seems contradictory, at least to me. On the one hand, the claim seems to be made that the Vatican didn't really know that much about what Uncle Ted was doing that made him a household name, as they say that no formal documentation was submitted until 2017 by one of those who had good reason to file said documentation. However, the document also states that in the 1990s, some material was sent to Rome and nothing was done with it. The clear indication is that John Paul II knew about Uncle Ted and did nothing about it. Even then, Cardinal Ratzinger gets some negative attention. A meeting in 1997 that was to determine whether Uncle Ted was going to get assigned to the prestigious Archdiocese of Chicago is illustrative. Ratzinger was in attendance, and some things were said of Ted that are worth noting. He was, quote, generally praised in the provision. He was recognized for his savoir-faire, his resourcefulness, and an affable and helpful character inspiring trust and commanding respect. Ted was described as being equipped with superior intellectual qualities and having a high sense of responsibility. He was said to be tireless in work, undisputed in his orthodoxy, sorry, and one of the most brilliant in the United States at fundraising. It was noted that, that Uncle Ted had held important positions within the NCCB and the USCC, those are the precursors to the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, and had skillfully supported the Papal Foundation and had done fruitful job in Newark. The first negative comment regarding him in the provision came from Cardinal O'Connor, who questioned whether he would offer the Archdiocese of Chicago the firmness necessary to compensate for the prevailing permissiveness following Cardinal Bernadette's tenure, and mostly, quote, it goes on to say that mention was made of the things we know now about Uncle Ted in Ratzinger's presence, but in such a way that it was vague and nonspecific. 
but Ted wasn't chosen for Chicago because the environment may have been too inappropriate for him, given that Cardinal Bernardin was there prior. Go figure. This despite one Cardinal Cacciavillan expressing the highest support for him gaining that promotion. Much of the work of Uncle Ted is laid at the feet of John Paul II. In fact, the document outlines what was known about Ted at the time, all based on the records of the Holy See, meaning they paint a clear picture that they want you to know that John Paul II had all the necessary details about Ted and chose to promote him at least twice. Little mention in my first quick reading of why Francis rushed John Paul II's canonization with barely any of the typical look into the actions of the person to be canonized, which is something I'll revisit here in a minute. The standard for canonization was it was hammered out back in the 1700s by Pope Benedict XIV, and to put it nicely, none of Francis's canonizations meet that bar. But so far, the previous two pontiffs are the ones that are, that are being portrayed as the ones responsible for Uncle Ted. And at least that's the story we're being told to accept. And maybe we should, but they haven't thought about what that would lead to. In addition to John Paul II, they address Vigano, issuing the first real response to him by taking on his central thesis from the early days of Vigano's public writings. Footnotes 1120-1121 are directed at him. Vigano, who had been Secretary General of the Government of Vatican City since 2009 and who believed he had been promised the higher position, one normally held by a cardinal, reputedly did not wish to accept Pope Benedict XVI's decision to appoint him as nuncio in October 2011, stating that it would undermine the efforts to cleanse the Vatican. Now, as an aside, they laughably cite a National Catholic Fish Wrapper article here. The written record casts some doubt on this recollection, since Vigano's initial letter to Cardinal Willet about Uncle Ted, written on the 13th of August 2012 and discussed below, nowhere mentioned a prior conversation with Willet about the situation, and left the impression that Vigano was informing Willet for the first time about the indications. In any event, contrary to Vigano's statement of 22 August 2018, Cardinal Willet and Vigano never discussed the end of public ministry, etc., and mostly, quote, the Uncle Ted novel was supposed to clear things up, and most of us knew that the Vatican would try to do something like this with Vigano. Whether it will, it will work remains to be seen. I mean, after all, these comments about Vigano's letters are really not that new. Back in 2018, when these were first published, I and others were responding to them all the time by those who wanted more than anything to support Francis and the Holy See, which is understandable if you do not know what the situation in the Vatican really is. What's the punchline? Without getting into the major details, Francis came in and once he was made aware of what was going on in 2017, he did what needed to be done so the church can move on. That's what the novel tells us, that he was the hero we needed and he stepped in with his captain Catholic shield and took care of business. That's the plot of this novel released by the Vatican, and I plan to go over it in greater detail on Monday as I really dive deep into this hardback that should have been published by one of the major science fiction or fantasy publishing houses. It's worth noting, though, that Vigano is literally mentioned twice as many times as Francis is, 306 times total. Maybe it should get nominated for a Hugo Award, now that I really think about it, but who knows. But here's one thought. Francis canonized John Paul II as one of his first major acts in the papacy. There was much fanfare. This leaves us with two options. Either Francis was aware of all this and canonized him anyway, or he is unwilling to do the legwork on canonization. Either way, it isn't exactly the best look, or this is a giant work of fiction. But again, I'll invoke Malachi Martin. 
I don't think it is. This document might end up doing more work to illustrate the situation in the post-conciliar church than anything else if people are willing to ask themselves some tough questions. If you believe that the problem in the present pontificate and not the entire conciliar project itself, you may need to reevaluate that position. Because the one thing the document does is provide ample footnotes, ample sources, all the evidence that is needed to paint a pretty big picture. A picture can be viewed with some caution, and should be, and the details are open to debate, but in the end, the intent seems clear. I'll have more for you on this on Monday. Videos for the rest of the week are already made, so they don't factor into this novel that was just published. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. What should good Catholics do with this information? The only other thing I can say is to keep praying for the Church. Thanks for your support, and thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.